a weekend it was. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Man, what a weekend. In so many different ways. So many different ways. Uh, Good Monday to you. It was um, not really dramatic at the Masters. It was anticlimactic, but it was really fun to watch. Scotty Scheffler winning uh, the Masters and doing it, and it, it became this this emotional moment. You get a chance to see his wife, and she's crying and talking about how proud. You could see her mouth moving, how proud she is of him, and the crowd is breathing heavy, and then he goes and misses not one but two, like little, you know, easy little gimme putts. Uh, not necessarily to make it interesting, but just to make you kind of giggle a little bit because the moment you could clearly tell he was nervous, you know, it was the masters and, and, uh, he, he gets a couple of those giggle moments and takes some of that pressure off. And then it's all smiles after that. In the meantime, you got tiger who was completely grateful for the opportunity to go and play the masters yet again. And the grateful for the opportunity after the leg injury, just to be able to walk the masters again and has now committed to the the Open Championship, or the British Open, as many know it. So uh, that's solid. Then you got, uh, in addition to that, you got the Brewers finally, finally getting a win. And they knock off the Chicago Cubs 5-4 to four after getting just drilled the day before. 9 to nothing. Brandon Woodruff, just, for lack of a better term, awful. Awful in that start. As Woodruff just did not... Uh, <laughs> Just three and two-thirds innings, uh, six hits, seven runs, just not a great day at the office there. And the Brewers, uh, when it came to the uh, power of the bats, only were able to muster up four hits on Saturday. They bounced back yesterday to get a 5-4 to four win. So at least they escaped Chicago with a little bit of dignity, one and two on the season. Now they are off to Baltimore for a three-game series before coming back home on Thursday for the home opener at American Family Field. So the Bucks, uh, the Bucks round out their season and they come up short, woefully short after sitting damn near everybody come up short uh, yesterday. No NBA games tonight, but they get beat 133-115 by the Cleveland Cavaliers, which then puts the Bucks in that third seed. Uh, no games today in the NBA. Tomorrow you've got those play-in games, Cavaliers and Nets, uh, Clippers and Timberwolves taking place. And then on Wednesday, the Hornets and the Hawks, the Spurs and the Pelicans. Thursday, nothing, as that's going to be a travel day. And then Friday, it starts to get underway. Uh, you got the Jabs, the Madrid, Mavericks, uh, the Raptors, the 76ers, the Nuggets, the Warriors, uh, the Grizzlies are going to wait and see who it is they're going to face. And then on Sunday, uh, you got the Bucks and the Bulls. And if you're a Bucks fan, you're probably going, Whoo! Because uh, the Bulls just they can't beat the Bucks. Haven't been able to do it consistently for a very long time. So that's who they get in uh, that particular round. Times yet to be determined at the Pfizer Forum coming up on Sunday. So that's kind of where things stand. You've got the untimely death of Dwayne Haskins announced over the weekend, and uh, that uh, via Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter became public enemy number one uh, due to that. Um, and, and then, you know, just obviously whatever other sports you want to sprinkle in from the weekend that it was Ben, how was your weekend, man? 
It was all right. It was restful. I just watched the Masters in baseball wire to wire. I mean, it lacked, you said it well, it lacked intrigue down the stretch, but it was a really, really cool weekend. Sunday was really cool, even though there wasn't a neck and neck battle the whole time. Cameron Smith on 12, obviously, once 12 came and went, the rest of his game came and went. It was uh, it was exciting. You kept thinking that he's going to go toe-to-toe with Scotty Scheffler. And then 12 comes and uh, goes by the wayside. He drops it in the water. It was just ugly. And it just never uh, never materialized for him after that. You kind of felt for the kid. Uh, as As Kristen puts it, when you look at his haircut, he is all business in the front. And he is party in the back. <laughs> so, uh, the only guy on tour with a mullet but uh, the Australian uh, just happy to be at the Masters and he's had so many close finishes just has not been able to win it everybody believes that he is eventually going to get over the top uh, an Australian hasn't won it since Adam Scott won it but Cameron Smith uh, gave it his all just uh, down the stretch just he, he started going he started getting out of his game you could tell because now he's, he looked like he was over-swinging. He was trying to crush the ball. He was trying to get to greens. He was trying to do things that were outside of his his realm. And you were trying to make a play, and I get it. Because Scheffler was just so steady and so good, even when he did not hit a good shot. His scramble shots, he was number one scramble-wise uh, all weekend. His scramble shots were so good. So uh, Scheffler certainly deserved um, backing up the number one ranking with a Masters win yesterday. Did you, you, well, you did, as a matter of fact, because you responded to it. My tweet on Saturday after, <laughs> after the rant regarding bowling that I went on on Friday, and it wasn't really a rant against bowling. It was more so against the, uh, the hyper drama that suddenly became bowling in the PBA as Norm Duke uh, bowed out after a tremendous career in such dramatic fashion I found myself out at a bowling alley at Fox Lanes in Waukesha on Saturday night. Uh, Kristen had a friend that she used to work with, and uh, he and his wife invited us out. Said, hey, why don't you guys come out? We're going to hang out after we get done bowling. They bowl in a league. And so there I am finding myself sitting behind lane 12, having a bucket of beers. And uh, I cannot tell you how many people said, uh, came up to me. Are, are, Are you Bill Michael? Yeah, you know, I thought so. Uh, yeah, we heard you. <laughs> so all these bowlers that were very appreciative and understanding and laughed their asses off as to what uh, I had witnessed in the P- BPA or PBA king of bowling stuff from the week prior. They're like, yeah, it was a little dramatic. In the meantime, uh, you know, you've got guys that were holding up beers in one hand, throwing the ball down the alley with the other going, I bet you the pros can't do this. And so it was it was a lot of fun, but I uh, ended up doing a little bowling stuff. On, on Saturday night. So that was the weekend. Where do you want to begin, Ben? The Bucks resting everybody, getting ready for the postseason. Uh, them doing Drew Holiday a solid by playing him just a minute in the game so he could reach his uh, his total, his minimum his minimum games played to collect a cool 300 and something thousand. Uh, the fact that uh, everybody was seemingly concerned about Brandon Woodruff and now concern has gone to like, you know, a level of DEFCON 2 because Woodruff just looked horrible in his opening start. Brewers got smoked in the first two and ended up finally winning the third one. Now they head off to Baltimore, maybe where they can get a little healthy, even though Chicago's a bad baseball team. 
And again, I'm getting all of the, the Brewers can't hit. They don't have a big hitter. They don't have a big gun in the lineup. They have nobody to crowd around anybody and on and on and on. So that came out over the weekend. Uh, or uh, just the, the fact that it was just such a, uh, a cool sports weekend. Where do you want to begin today? I was, well, I mean, baseball's back, and it feels good to, back in the normal dialogue, we had a rain out in Chicago, because they don't have a roof. We have right. uh, Wilson Contreras already mad that he's getting hit by pitches, and then inciting brawls. And then we have the natural, oh, look, the Brewers can't hit with runners in scoring position. But then they, the, the win on Sunday, I felt like, will overshadow a lot of the starting pitcher struggles. Because the lineup had a, had a pretty good week takeaway Saturday. Then they get the one on, on Sunday, and the bullpen keeps it together. But the starting pitching struggles were the story of the weekend for me. See, uh, that uh, let, let's start with, uh, let's start with the, the beaning of McCutcheon. Uh, did you read, like, there was numerous articles. I know the Bleacher Report had one that said, Bro- Brewers crying already about being hit. And I thought, well, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. The the first pitch thrown at McCutcheon missed, and McCutcheon was like, "I get it, I get it, no problem." You know, look, Contreras gets hit all, hit all the time. Now Contreras gets hit, and what people tend to forget is, and specifically Cubs fans who have no concept seemingly of actual baseball at times is that this guy leans far over the plate. It's like Barry Bonds used to get hit. Barry Bonds used to walk up there in body armor and lean into it. That's what he did. If he was not going to swing the bat, he was going to get hit in the elbow. Contreras gets hit all the time. He doesn't bail out of the way for an inside breaking ball. He leans out over the plate. It is going to be conducive to Contreras getting hit. And for the fact that the Brewers play the Cubs so often, so many teams, because Contreras got hit in Cincinnati too and took offense to it. It's like, come on, you know, you're a moron. So for Cubs fans to go, I can't believe they've hit him this much. And the Brewers have hit him. The Brewers have had this rivalry, have had this little angst with the Cubs. But the Cubs have not hit one person continuously. The Cubs have hit numerous players. It's not like Brewers aren't getting hit. It's just that, one, most Brewers hitters tend to bail out of the box. And, two, you're not hitting one guy. You're hitting numerous guys. Contreras is the only one that gets hit consistently. He's taking it for the team and getting the team, much like Yadier Molina. If he gets hit, oh, my God, it's the worst thing in the world, and all the Cardinals are expected to then revolt behind him and charge towards the enemy as if, you know, we're watching – some kind of an army show, and he's going to hit him from all flanks, you know, because, oh, my God, the almighty Yadier Molina got hit. Same thing with Contreras. He takes offense to it. Okay, whatever. But they threw at McCutcheon. All right? Cool. They threw at McCutcheon. Once, you get a freebie. McCutcheon knew it. Everybody knew it. What you don't then get is a second bite. You don't get it again. And that's the thing about it. You don't get to go again. You don't get you don't get to like throw at him again. Now, as Bill Schroeder put it, much to their credit, they did not throw anywhere near McCutcheon's head. You don't do that. But it, it, you don't go at him again. You missed. That's on you. That's on you. After that, nah. Nah, you shouldn't be allowed to do that again. Um it just it was uh it was it wasn't the brewers whining it was 
the Brewers playing by will accept what is the unwritten rule, but you don't get to re-erase the rule just because your guy missed. And that's what people uh, were, or that's what they were upset about. Here's what uh, Andrew McCutcheon had to say after the game the other day on Saturday. No, it's not. It's not that. It's the it's the first pitch, right? Um, it was a cutter for a strike off their weight, um, and then they proceed to you know have three more chances. Um, I don't know if it was because I'm a little older and I was raised in a different era. But, uh, you know, back when, you know, you guys knew it was coming, you got it right away. And then wait around. There was no lollygagging. It was, it was, it was you know, you're going to get hit and you're going to get hit. And you had a couple tries to do it. You missed, oh, well, get the next one. But I think the biggest takeaway for me is, I mean, you know, you're throwing a slider away on the first pitch for a strike. And, you know, what are you trying to do? You know, you're trying to make me guess, like, oh, you're going to pitch to me now. And then you're going to try and hit me and get three chances. That's a little much, man. I've been hurt before with that. Um, 2014, uh, we, we broke Goldschmidt's hand, broke, broke his wrist. I went in the next game. I knew I was going to get hit. And I had two sliders thrown to me the first two pitches. And I got 95 up and in in the, in the ribs, and I ended up breaking my ribs. So I do take that a little personal when, you know, you're throwing off-speed pitches you know, for the first pitch, and then, and then you're trying to hit somebody. You know, to hurt them. That's exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to hit. You're not just trying to hit them. You're trying to hurt them. So, um, I think there's some guys old enough over there who hopefully understand that and um, and and know that there's a there's a there's a different way to do it. Thompson ejected after that, uh, and McCutcheon's 100% correct. It's like, look, this is how I got hurt last time. I know it's coming. Go ahead and give it to me. I'll accept it. And for Cubs fans to go, oh, God, you're crying already. Now you understand why. It's not crying. It's legit. I'll take it. You're going to give it to me. I'll take it. Don't be a coward ass about it because now you're trying to hurt me. And that's what McCutcheon was saying. And he's he's 100% correct. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Agree, disagree. We can go into that direction. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Jason Hayward so upset about. He should know better. Cubs beat the Brewers two out of three over the weekend. The Brewers have had uh, success over the last couple of years pretty consistently over Chicago. Chicago got the best of them in the opening series. Now we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. Brewers on the road in Baltimore. 
Uh, beginning today, as a matter of fact. Uh, it's another one, uh, you know, Camden Yards. Uh, washed in sunshine today in the opening day weekend before the Brewers finally come back home to American Family Field coming up on Thursday. Reminder, our broadcast, oh, yeah, we get underway Thursday a.m. Thursday a.m., we're going to be live from Steny, second to National Walkers Point, and that's kind of like the cheers of Milwaukee. We're going to be there for our broadcast presented by Budweiser and Bud Light. Budweiser, the official beer sponsor of Major League Baseball, Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We've got specials. They've got Bloody Marys early, Budweiser's flowing, Bud Light flowing, Garlic cheese bread flowing, wings flowing, all that kind of good stuff. Then we're going to send you down the ballpark and the shuttles later on, and you can catch the game and then arrive back at Stenny's. But uh, starting at 10 a.m. Thursday morning, doors are going to open, the live broadcast, live at Stenny's, second on National Walker's Point. Come on by if you're going to get your uh, Brewers gate pregame tailgate on. Come on by and say hello. So I don't. Uh, did they ever explain, Ben, why Jason Hayward was so bent out of shape? No, um, he's got to earn the money somehow, you know? Yeah, what a, what a, he came, I mean, he came running in as if he was targeting somebody, like he was mad as hell. And I'm like, what are you mad at? I never did understand why Jason Hayward was so fired up. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, and here's the other side of the coin. And I hate to call out our guy, but there was a little push, a little shoving, some jawing back and forth, okay? All right, we get it. Did anybody watch Christian Yelich? Did you watch Christian Yelich in that little bit of a a, a scrum? Christian Yelich, if if I'm going to jump into a scrum and I'm going to start throwing down, I don't want Christian Yelich anywhere near my back. He just stands there. He doesn't push anybody. Now, granted, that's pretty much his makeup, but he's not one of those guys that's going to go to war for you. He just stands off to the side and... Kind of looks around, you know, and I. And the only reason I bring it up is because I, I, we, I was watching the replay, and a buddy of mine is with me on Saturday night, and they're all pointing out Yelich and the the names they were calling him weren't except they can't really call him on the air, but it's like come have something, have some fire, have something, you know, get a get in the middle of something, you know, block some people, you know, get not that you're going to flex up, he's not a big dude, but. You know, kind of point, and these are Brewers fans. So I, I didn't want to necessarily say it was Cubs fans saying this. It was a Brewers fan, but Christian Yelich, come on, man, do something. Act like nobody's going to get to your guy. Stick your chest out a little bit, something. But I never did figure out why Jason Hayward came running in, like he was just going to whip everybody's ass right there, right now, and he was just kicking it and taking names. And I had no idea why he did that. None at all. None at all. Uh, Aaron says Cubs fans should whine about their fair weather fan base and not selling out their almighty Wrigley Field on opening day and emptying the stadium halfway through the game instead of getting hit by pitch all pissed off. Uh, Green Thumb Cheesehead said, uh, Bill, did you uh, see any of the energy at the bowling alley this weekend? I did. I did. I had more than a few people approach me. It wasn't. It was. It was in a really fun way. I had a great time. Had a great. I didn't bowl. I wasn't bowling. I was watching. It was a league, so we just went there to see uh, one of Kristen's friends. But there was more than a few people that walked up, going, "Yeah, you know, how you doing?" And one guy actually was like, "Look, I don't need fans in my face." And he had a bowling ball in one hand and a beer in the other, and he went up and he rolled a. It wasn't a strike. It ended up clearing nine, and he picked the spare up after that. 
But uh, everybody's laughing. It was it was a great time. It was a great time. We were out of Fox Lanes in, in Waukesha uh, this past uh, this past Saturday. So it was a lot of fun. And not that anybody hosted me or anything. It was just it was good to see so many people out there that that listen to the program. So we had a good time. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Coming up after the top of the hour, by the way, we'll talk some more Brewers as the Brewers are opening up over at Camden Yard. Uh, Adam McAlvey is going to join us uh, from Brewers.com and MLB.com and the Brewers uh, behind the Brewers podcast, all that kind of good stuff. So he's going to be joining us coming up here a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Mark says, do you finally have concern over Woodruff? He was awful. No. I know it's stupid. Um, I understand that, that you're going to have concern because Woodruff just didn't look good. I get it. Um, three and two thirds, like I said before, of just, you know, six hits, seven run baseball, uh, didn't give up a long ball Wind was kind of swirling around that day. His ERA stands now at a whopping 17.18. So I get it. It's bad, but no, I, I'm not, I'm not worried yet. I'm not worried yet. Is there cause for concern? Sure there is. I'm not going to say I'm not concerned a little bit, but as Woodruff himself has stated, he's not necessarily a fast start guy. Let him get into a little bit of a rhythm. It was a quick ramp up uh, from spring training in which he didn't have a lot of success. So let's 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 wait a few. Let's get a few more starts, three, four more starts under his belt. Now, if you have you know an ERA that goes from 17 to 18 to 24 to 32, yeah, then you become you know pretty largely concerned. But as of right now, let's let's not jump the gun and get crazy. Six runs and three and two-thirds innings, not great. One hundred percent agree with you. But I'm not I'm not jumping off the Brandon Woodruff you know ship just yet. Not yet. How many people came to you, Ben, and said, I can't believe they got Woodruff and he's this bad? Not none. But I None. did right. I did jokingly have a couple discussions with some big Brewer fan friends of mine about why uh, they took Burns out on Thursday after only five innings. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I okay. <laughs> we kind of knew that was going to happen, though. I did have some direct quotes this weekend, though. It was after the Saturday game and maybe early on in Sunday when the Cubs took a 3 nothing lead, uh, my friend said, quote, I don't think it's too early to call it on the Brewers this season. <laughs> uh, all the people, and there weren't many, but all the people that uh, said the Brewers aren't going to be the same, their pitching's not going to be the same, they're not going to have over 90 wins, uh, all that stuff, so all those people came out of the woodwork this weekend. I told you so. And uh, one guy went back and forth with us. I said, told me what? You, you told me they weren't going to win 95 games? Okay. Well, let's wait till they get 60 under their belt. They don't even, they're not even, they're three games into the season and you're already calling your shot. So let's, before you say, I told you so, let's hold off on that and let's wait until the season actually, it's a baseball, such a marathon of a season. Just it's, it's such a marathon. Let's just wait. Let's just wait. And they hit the ball over the weekend. Wasn't like they were completely bereft of hitting. They didn't hit well in the game on Saturday. That I'll give you. They hit the ball in the opener. They hit the ball on Sunday. So I'm not not overly concerned. You know, it wasn't like they, uh, I mean, they weren't getting 10 hits a game, don't get me wrong, but 
I think they had, what, uh, 19, 20 hits over the weekend in three games? Not bad. Not a bad way to go. You take that. 877-867-1670. Hit us up that way. Find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also track us down via Facebook. Go to Facebook fan page. You can find us there. Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. Over on YouTube, thank you for subscribing. It continues to, to rise. We get, I don't know how many more subscribers almost on a daily basis, maybe five, ten more a day, and it's great. Thank you so much. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michael Show. Find us there. Uh, you can find us on Twitch TV. You can find us via email. And then all the podcasts, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and also on Google Podcasts. Just search The Bill Michaels Show. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Are you one of those that are either panicking or are you one of those that are there, the I told you so's, regarding the Milwaukee Brewers? Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. The Bill Michaels Show, brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Quick Trip. Don't forget a Quick Trip. They have the bacon-wrapped pork fillets, 99 cents, limit five. But if you're going to do some tailgating and you want to be the goat, the goat of your tailgate, uh, there's so many good ways to do it over at Quick Trip. Stop in. They've got the brats, the hot dogs. They've got the bacon-wrapped fillets for 99 cents, the pork fillets. They've got the man cave. Uh, if you want to go get your beverages, uh, you, the G-rated beverages, you can just pull right out of the cooler as well. They've got buns. They've got bread. They've got bananas. They, You name it, they've got it. Everything over at Quick Trip to get your tailgate on. Stop in and see our friends over there at Quick Trip. Good, good people. Great place to go. Tremendous Wisconsin business. And uh, always clean. They're always friendly. That's what they pride themselves on. Quick Trip, just a great, great place and a great, great staple here in the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders as well. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up. Feel free, 877-867-1670. Andrew says, hey, unit, no fear here. I think the crew is going to bounce back big time against Baltimore. They get their groove on. They come back home and have a big series. We will be off and running. Uh, this is from Mark who says, wait till the Brewers hit warmer weather. That's when things will begin to, hit up, begin to heat up. Uh, I'm not concerned about Woodruff yet. But it is a little concerning uh, to see him not pitch well in spring training and then to come out with such a poor performance in Chicago. That is from Mark. Mark, appreciate the, uh, appreciate the email. Are you nervous? Are you nervous at all about Brandon Woodruff? I'm not. I'm not. I got to be honest. I just, baseball, we've learned over the years you cannot win a division in April. You can lose one, but you won't win one. You cannot win a division in April or May or even in June. You can take a lead, but you're not going to win it. You know when July and August and into September roll around, you got to be playing your best baseball. Um, as June begins to warm up, eh, so do things in the 
we'll call them the bandbox ballparks. When you start to see power numbers, when you start to see pitching really be good, you get more bite on your breaking ball, more bite on your slider, and a drop fastball, and things begin to get a little bit better as pitchers who had to ramp up rather quickly uh, begin to catch up with what the hitters have going for them. The only, if, if there is a concern, the only concern you could possibly have might be the fact that the Brewers have not shown, we'll say, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, power. That might be the best way to put it. The Brewers have not shown that they're going to be consistently hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Okay, well, you know, you're only three games into the season. So am I concerned about it at all? Not really. I mean, I, I get it that people are like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, okay. But, I, you know, as of right now, no. No, you got a total of three home runs on the season. Rowdy Telez, Mike Brousseau, and Willie Adamas. And Willie Adamas has looked, not only did he have a, a good spring, but he's gotten off to a really good start. So far now I, I look at, you know, Christian Yelich after that first game in which people said, oh, my God, he looks exact same. He's got a double. He's got three hits hitting 375 and on base percentage of 538. That's after a weekend. He's as, as much as people wanted to say he stinks. He's not back. He, he's not, you know, equaling his contract. Also, the people that have come out and say, see, I told you he's back. No, he's not. Give me a season in which he's back. Okay, right now, I'm just taking it all in. Just watch it. Again, baseball is such, and in the first month and a half of the season, for even everyday starting players, it's such a limited litmus test of opportunity. So limited. I don't jump off the, off the ledge or I don't jump up and down for numbers that go really positive or really negative. It's give me the sustainability throughout a season, at least through the half of the season where I can say, okay, if your first, if your second half equals your first half, you've got a lot of optimism going into the second half of the season, specifically for the postseason as well. At that point, you start to jump up and down. But right now, no. No. Uh, Tim says, Woodruff, no run support last season. This Brewers team is like last year's, huge peaks and valleys on offense. They will not get uh, scoring runs. Then they will not score runs, and then they will score them in bunches. The offense was fourth worst in baseball last year. It's the same this season. But Tim, we're three games in. We're three games in. That's it. It's not the same. It's not the same till it's the same. You know what I mean? Then again, you can also say it's the same until they're not. I agree with you. I understand that. But right now, they're not the same. They got a little bit different makeup this year. Um, I The weather sucked at Wrigley. Um, I'm not... Uh, but you know what? For as much as you want to say the weather sucked, Cubs didn't seem to have a problem with it. Cubs scored runs. They hit long balls. They did everything they wanted to do. So you, you can point to it and go, geez, that wasn't our weather. Well, everybody else has to play in it too. So at some point you got to concede. You got to just say, you know what? They handled things better than we did. Their pitchers were better than ours. Their hitters were better than ours. They did what they needed to do. You concede it, you move on. That's what baseball is. You either you either take the win and you move on, or you concede the losses and you move on and you hopefully perform better down the road. But 
Everybody's got to play in it. Everybody's got to do their same thing. So go from there. Uh, this one's from uh, Jason who says, uh, you're right, Adamas did look good. I really like the addition of McCutcheon. He seems like he's got a really good level head and can be a clubhouse leader. Thoughts? Uh, yes. I liked it when they signed him. I said that from the very beginning when others are going, what the hell are you doing? I Nope. Like that. Like the McCutcheon deal. Like it a lot. He's coming to a team that's going to give him a chance to win. He's coming to a team where he's going to get opportunities to play. He's coming to a team to be a DH. He's coming to a team that also, I think, has, other than Lorenzo Cain, has a true lack of leadership. Christian Yelich is not outspoken. Christian Yelich is, Ryan Braun was not an outspoken leader, but he kind of had that aura about him. And I, I'm not saying you need a rah-rah guy. That's not what I'm saying. But there was there was a, a leadership carryability quality to Ryan Braun. Christian Yelich does not have that. He's a very quiet, uh, very, very much shy guy, if I want to go that far as to say that. So I don't – McCutcheon could be that leader. Lorenzo Cain could be that leader. But uh, that's not Christian Yelich. And the only other guy that could be that leader would be Narvaez. So I, I like the McCutcheon deal from the very beginning. I thought that was a really, really solid addition. A really solid addition. Hey, coming up after the top of the hour, Adam McAlvey is going to join us. We're going to talk some more Brewers baseball. Brewers 1-2 and two on the young season. And they've got a, uh, another one today taking on the Baltimore Orioles. Camden Yards opening that one up. So they're going to check that one off the list before they get a three-game series in with the Baltimore Orioles, and then they come back home on Thursday, and they open up American Family Field this coming Thursday for a 4-1-4 start. 4-14 is when it's going to get underway. So good stuff going on at the ballpark. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. We're uh, brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Steny, second to National Walkers Point. Also, our friends at the Social House on Lisbon Road and Menominee Falls. A lot of great places, a lot of good bars, a lot of good restaurants to go and check out Brewers games or any other sporting event for that matter, including our uh, Milwaukee Bucks that will get underway this coming weekend as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This Monday, Masters in the books, Brewers season opener uh, at home on the horizon, but uh, they are now underway regarding Major League Baseball. We are just a few weeks away from the NFL draft. Uh, we've got uh, the uh, Bucks postseason, the NBA postseason getting underway. By the way, the Lakers have fired their head coach. He is no more. Gonski, what you expected. Uh, you kind of You kind of thought there. There was going to be that move. And, uh, oh, just in case you needed to know, you know, Frank Vogel not only out as the Lakers head coach after just three seasons, but LeBron, LeBron is holding a press conference today at noon, maybe to make that announcement. Who knows? I think it's, I, I think it might actually be 11 central, noon Eastern. 
But, uh, but yeah, LeBron is going to go to the microphone today. So you know where the four-letter network is going to be. Oh, <laughs> put on your miner's helmet. They're going to be tunneling. Yes, they are. Oh, <laughs> right there with LeBron. He is, uh, he, is the, he is the king of anything he does. They will cover right there almost. Aaron Rodgers is almost on that same level. But uh, but not quite yet, as Rodgers is a little more um, less outspoken, if you will. And Rodgers gets the platform via Pat McAfee, so he's he's got his own he's got his own deal. But yeah, ESPN, the Four Letter Network, going to be covering the LeBron presser today, where he's going to make his announcements of some shape. I don't know, and he can give us his state of the state of the Lakers. Apparently, he owns the Lakers or something. I don't know. Is that player so LeBron it. or GM LeBron? Uh, yeah, right. I don't know. They don't have anybody to trade. I mean, unless they trade Westbrook and you're going to lose your shirt there because you're not going to get, you know, anything more in return than what Westbrook gave you this past season, which was not much, if anything. And you don't have any draft choices to trade. You've pretty much, uh, you know, kind of exacerbated that. Now, uh, if, if you follow Winhorst and his commentary, Winhorst is the other guy that is perpetually follow LeBron all over the place, but he has stated that it's a four-year fatigue, that LeBron goes in four years, dismantles a team, wants everything his way, and after four years you don't have anything left because you've traded everything away to go for it. Then he leaves. Then he went to Miami, four years in Miami. Then he went back. Then four years back in Cleveland. Then after that he went out to L.A. Now four years at L.A., they have nothing left. They have, you know, they have nothing left in the team, nothing to trade. So they, they don't have draft choices, nothing like that. They, they have no way to go. they got to get really creative. So now they have to figure things out in that uh, particular manner if they're going to keep LeBron. And LeBron has until August 4th to decide as to whether or not he actually wants to sign the uh, contract extension to stay with the Lakers or he wants to make this upcoming season his last year. So they're all just holding their breath. as to what, But apparently LeBron really likes living in L.A., being king of everything out there in La La Land and glitz and glam. So... They feel like he wants to stay, but uh, we'll wait and see. Wait and see what LeBron wants to do. Uh, dare we breathe the same air as LeBron? Uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. Even Michael Jordan didn't have that kind of power. I'm sure he would have killed for it because Jordan would have loved it. But even even he didn't have that kind of swag that LeBron does. Different day and age, though, I guess. Uh, 877-867-1670, Also, Ben Wordle is going to join us up uh, about an hour and 10 minutes from now. Going to talk about uh, spring football and uh, talk a little bit about uh, the uh, the Badgers and how they look. And then Gary Brown passed away. Now, he was in hospice care. He had some health issues. So it wasn't like all of a sudden he just, you know, fell over from a heart attack one day. But, uh, man, tragically, uh, at such a young age, he was, what, 54? Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. 54, 52, 52, I believe 52. Yeah, man. A couple of years younger than myself. I read that. I'm like, Oh my goodness. So man, a, a, a tough situation for the, uh, the Badgers and the coaching staff, everybody that had a chance to know him, Gary Brown, good guy, running backs coach there for a while for one season. And I uh, had to step away because of some health issues, ended up passing away, unfortunately. So, uh, very, very uh, tough day in that particular sense. 
877-867-1670. And then, oh, by the way, uh, I had mentioned it right out uh, of the beginning of the show, um, then Dwayne Haskins struck by a dump truck. Oh, my God, died early Saturday morning. Uh, he was walking on a highway, Florida Highway Patrol, uh, said he was pronounced dead at the scene. He was apparently attempting to cross the westbound lanes of Interstate 595 th- past the oncoming traffic. Didn't say why he was on the highway at the time, uh, and the highway itself ended up getting shut down for numerous hours. But he was in training in South Florida with some other Steelers quarterbacks, including Mitch Trubisky, and he was working out with the running backs and the wide receivers. So I, I know because originally it was kind of put out there as if he was training and he was out for a jog on the highway. And I'm like, why would you jog on the highway? But regardless, uh, the, the, the tragedy itself is just uh, it's horrific. I mean, he's only 24 years old. Only 24 years old. Take all of the football out of it. Just the human element of it's just it's what a tragedy. Just how sad. Dwayne Haskins dead at the age of 24. And then you had now. Did you see the original tweet by Adam Schefter? Yeah. Schefter had a hard time putting football out of it. Because Schefter has taken a beating this week. Apparently he deleted that tweet and tried to kind of. He never apologized. And, and Adam, if you've ever met Adam Schefter, and I'll tell you my Adam Schefter story coming up here in a second, but um, he, tra- he he apologized, I guess, to some people inside the building at uh, ESPN for kind of how he presented things. What did Now, because I didn't see the original tweet, because by then it was deleted, but it was everywhere, and people just crushing. And I've been a big defender of Adam Schefter because a lot of the information that he gets is correct. People just don't want to believe it. But... Apparently, whatever he said originally incensed people. What did he say originally? Do you know? Yeah, I have it in front of me. His tweet was, Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he was hit by a car. Um, and I and then he ended up retweeting it instead of saying, struggling to catch on in the NFL, said a first-round pick by Washington and okay. standout at Ohio State. Okay. So, in other words, he took a little bit of a backhanded slap at Haskins' professional career. Yes. And that's what people are so... Now, did you hear what Gil Brandt had to say? Yes, I did. That is by far more outrageous. Correct. Now, Gil Brandt is 90 years old, and I'm not excusing it. Gil Brandt, longtime analyst and talk show host, so to speak, with the NFL Network, Said he was what? Do you do you have that in front of you as well? He said he was looking to be dead, living to die, living to die. Might be the quote. I'm finding it now. I was when I read that, I was like, wow. Now I know Gil Brandt was never happy with the way Dwayne Haskins kind of set himself up because he held a draft party at a bowling alley and was charging his own friends and family to come in and sit with him. He was already setting up foundations and corporations and business and such, and he had really not gotten to that point yet. You know, so Gil Brandt kind of 
talked about how he should have stayed in school, and had he stayed in school, he would have not have been in this situation. And it, it just, it, it was so inappropriate. Said he was a guy that was living to be dead. It was always something with Haskins. Maybe if he stayed in school a year, he wouldn't do silly things like jogging on a highway, according to Gil Brandt. Uh, that was, wow, that was way over the line. Way over the line. A lot of people calling for Gil Brandt to be uh, not only one apologetic, but two be completely removed from the NFL Network from here on out. We're going to talk some more baseball when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Adam McCalvey, Brewers.com and MLB.com is going to join us coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.